On today's episode of Locked On Mariners, how concerned should we be about the health of Dylan Moore and Sam Haggerty? Plus, which Mariners will benefit the most from their teammates heading to the World Baseball Classic later this spring? All that and more coming up. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, what's up, everyone? It is Tuesday, February 14th, 2023. This is Tiny Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Happy Valentine's Day, and thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description below. On the show today, we'll discuss the health of Dylan Moore and Sam Haggerty, the automatic runner becoming a permanent fixture in extra innings, and which Mariners could benefit the most from some of their teammates playing in the World Baseball Classic later this spring. But before we do that, we are currently running a giveaway. Colby, let our friend here know what they can win and how they can enter. Yeah, so if you guys missed yesterday's show, uh, essentially I have about 10 autographed baseball cards and I've decided to give one away because I'm such a nice person. Hmm. Just saying. Uh, anyway, so Ty yesterday randomly selected a number between one through and I think eight, and uh, he unfortunately selected the number that was correspondent with my Walter Ford vanilla missile By the way, how crazy card. is that? Uh, for for me, it's as really a huge annoying. vanilla missile stand to to pick yeah. at random, I went with number four for Jose Lopez. I didn't think that I was going to land on the vanilla missile. Who, sure. by the way, posted even more memes with uh, some of the Rihanna memes from the Super Bowl I'm halftime sure show did. the other day. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, when you see that the vanilla missile has arrived in Arizona or something like that. Sure. God, he's such okay. a legend. I can't wait for him to be a major league. He is. But yeah, we're giving away this card. It is autographed. It is numbered. Uh, it's in really good condition. Uh, and to enter, all you have to do is make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel and leave a comment on any of the videos that we publish this week, Monday through Friday. Uh, if you, if you uh, comment on every in every single video, then you have a chance to win, uh, essentially. So uh, the way we're going to do it is, is pretty simple. Uh, we're going to use a random comment picker and... Uh, just pick a comment from any of the last five videos and that person's going to have an opportunity to win this card. But because it's Valentine's Day, even though I hate it, um, we're going to add a little a little flair uh, into this. Uh, I'm going to give away another card next week if and only if we get to 6,500 subs by Monday. I believe we're at 6,200 right now. Um, on Monday's show, we have hit 6,500. When we pick the Ford, give, uh, the Ford winner, um, I will have Ty pick another number. I will shuffle the cards, have Ty pick another number, and I will give that card away to another commenter if and only if we hit 6,500 subs. Um, just a quick reminder, the cards that I have uh, that are eligible to be picked, uh, I have a Taylor Dollar, a Cal Raleigh, a Jared Kelnick, uh, a Matt Brash, a uh, Colton Wong, uh, and Mike Cameron, and a Tyler O'Neill, I believe is mm-hmm. what I have. So... Uh, yeah, if if that sounds appealing to you, make sure you're subscribed to the uh, YouTube channel. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, just go ahead and hit the button right now. Uh, if you are listening uh, on your podcast platform, uh, the link to the YouTube channel is in the description. So just go ahead and click that, hit subscribe, and comment literally anything you want down in the comment section, so long as it's nice and clean and and won't you know force us to <laughs> delete it because of you know toxic nature. So 
uh yeah take advantage also flattery the... does not work even though that i'm yeah, sure it's, colby it's ra- is very open to it but <laughs> i mean <laughs> it, it doesn't hurt work. your cause it just doesn't really help it much because it is a random generator so mm-hmm. uh yeah make sure you just subscribe and uh and we'll give away some more of my stuff which ty loves to do so yes uh and mm-hmm. also you know i'll be doing a giveaway here uh pretty soon once we're done with the card giveaways uh so if you are going to uh you know include flattery in your comments maybe uh not just for uh the guy to uh to my uh right i guess if you're watching this uh yeah uh, just you know ma- make sure you uh you wind up on my good side too it, it might help you uh, i'm on your left <sighs> whatever i don't know directions all right mariners utility men dylan moore and sam Haggerty. Uh, pretty important to the 2023 roster, at least as it's currently constructed. Haggerty, Haggerty to a, a little bit of a lesser extent, more might be a platoon option with Colton Wong at second base. There, there's a pretty large role there, it seems, for Dylan Moore. Uh, but uh, right now, it's kind of looking like both of these guys are a little bit behind in their uh, offseason and uh, might be a little bit behind in their spring training program here. Um, we'll see. You know, both guys are, are coming off of surgery, uh, core surgery for Dylan Moore, of course. We we talked to Jerry DePoto about that a couple weeks ago. Uh, and then Sam Haggerty is coming off of a, let me read it again, it's a grade two adductor strain surgery. Um, and so those are a couple of really difficult procedures to recover from. And so, you know, it takes some time. But, you know, this begs the question, Colby, that if – either or both of these guys are not able to make it back in time for opening day, which is about six ish weeks away from right now. What do the Mariners do? Pray. I mean, (laughs) it's not a position. The Mariners really have tremendous amount of depth right now. Um, In addition to his, his obvious partnership with Colton Wong, um, Dylan Morris, the backup shortstop and, and uh, you know, uh, Jerry has talked about, you know, hey, JP, the last couple of years has really faded. Last year he was really banged up beyond even what we expected or beyond what even we knew. So I would imagine that Dylan Moore is also going to get some time at shortstop against tough lefties to give JP more days off. So uh, he's, he's a pretty important player just defensively because aside from Dylan Moore, you really don't have another shortstop, uh, another guy who can play shortstop. And, and the guy behind Demo would probably be Haggerty and, and, if they're both out, you're on your four-string shortstop, and I think right now that's Mason McCoy. I, I could be forgetting somebody, um, but I think McCoy is the next guy up there to be that backup shortstop. Um, obviously, that's not ideal. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I think you know you really hope Demo. I think you need Demo to to play at least a couple weeks in spring training. So if he's not into game action by around you know, March 15th ish, then I think you have a legitimate concern here because even if Haggerty is, you really don't want Sam to play shortstop. He's, he's best at second base. He can do shortstop. Okay. But like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's certainly not ideas ideal. So you kind of either have to go get somebody or you have to really believe that uh, Dylan Moore can, can play shortstop here uh, in the next few weeks, because it's a big risk. You cannot roll into the season with a bench, that doesn't include a guy who can play shortstop. You can't do it. It's too big of a risk. So who are some options outside of the organization? I mean, you know, you and I on on our Patreon show yesterday kind of talked a little bit about this. Um, or maybe it was off air. I can't remember. Um, either way, you guys should subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash control the zone. Um, but yeah, you know, the 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 
free agent market is very thin now at this point. I mean, we're in spring training now. We're in the thick of it. Um, but there's guys like Elvis Andrews. There's Jerkson Profar is still out there, but he doesn't really play shortstop. But how important to you, Colby, is the shortstop element? Because, I mean, could you just wing it for a day? Let Colton Wong play shortstop? If it's just a meaningless, well, meaningless game against the A's or something like that, couldn't you just roll with it and just who cares what happens at that point? Like, how important is that to you? Sure. Well, we will roll back that clip when the Mariners lose the division by a single game. Can you tell me how meaningless that one is? Sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But uh, no, I don't think this is something that you can just wing because, you know, essentially like JP's probably not going to play the first 20 games in a row, right? Before you need to sit him down. And and if you move Colton Wong to shortstop, well, obviously, if you don't have Dylan Moore Haggerty at that point, then. You need somebody to play second base, and I guess that's Tommy Lastella. Like you're you're subtracting two from two defensive spots to try and get JP a rest. It's just not really worth it. I mean, even if you have to roll with Mason McCoy uh, for a game or two early, um, as long as that keeps Wong at second base, then you're only downgrading at shortstop in theory. Um, so I think you just kind of roll with Mason McCoy. Um, you know, the the team did have Jonathan VR in in the organization last year. He's he's not really shortstop. So it's probably not uh, an ideal fit there, but like, you know, Moran can't do it. Listella can't do it. Uh, Wong is probably the emergency guy, but then you have to play Moran or or Listella at second. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's just a tough spot. I I think you have to go out and get somebody. If you think there's even a shot that Dylan Moore is not ready to go by opening day. Um, It doesn't have to be a, you know, a, a, a name that we know even it could just be a, a four, a shortstop. Um, or, or somebody like that, but that, that in, you know, in practical sense is Mason McCoy. So, right. um, I just, I feel like you're just kind of between a rock and a hard place right now because you're not going to go give somebody, you know, $6 million and then you're the short, you're the backup shortstop for two weeks and then we don't need you. Right. And, but you're also not going to get like, uh, Jose Iglesias to come sign with you just on the chance that he might be the backup shortstop for two weeks and then get cut. So you're you're kind of in a tight spot right now. Yeah, Iglesias might be my preference out of all these guys because I just, I mean, well, Profar would be my preference ultimately, but I don't know if there's really a role for Profar on on this roster the way that it's constructed anymore. I just, you know, if they're going to add someone that's a legitimate, you know, major leaguer, uh, it's probably someone that can play a little bit of first DH, play some corner outfield, something like that. Um which, I mean, Profar can do a little bit, but he's just not really, like, that mold uh, necessarily. But, yeah, my preference would be Iglesias because he can play some defense, at least. He's he's a good defender still. Um, maybe you can get him on a minor league deal at this point. I doubt it, but, I mean, we're we're in spring now. You know, opportunities are very limited for these guys that are remaining out on the market. So, you know, does someone like a Jose Iglesias or an Alvis Andrews just go, screw it? I'm just going to sign a minor league deal here and see if I can make this club or, you know, what have you, Um, you know, but maybe there's a trade out there, someone that we're just not really thinking of that's on the back end of someone's, you know, 26, 40 man roster, whatever, um, that the the Mariners can go out and grab just kind of in a preferably with some options. Yeah, preferably with some options, someone that you can you can keep around uh, and doesn't cause you much of a headache, either, you know, financial uh, financially or roster wise. So essentially go find another Dylan Moore or Sam Haggerty. Yeah. 
Yeah, more so. or less. More or less. All right. Uh, we're going to move on here and talk a little bit about the automatic runner now becoming a permanent fixture in extra innings of regular season games. We'll uh, give you our reaction to that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners excuse me, is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got just the thing for you. you got to try Built with Built Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you, which is perfect for your New Year's resolution. And what makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Now, I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built bars at Built.com. Well, now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. And you're listening to the Lockdown Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. So Major League Baseball's competition committee got together yesterday, and I believe unanimously voted to make the automatic runner at second in extra innings of regular season games, not playoff games. Playoffs are still going to be the traditional extra innings rules that we're accustomed to, but they are making the automatic runner permanent uh, in extra innings of regular season games now. So that's just a thing. You know, we've seen it for the last three years. I think they, you know, they implemented it during the uh, COVID shortened season. I think they had it in 2021, if I'm not mistaken. And obviously they had it last year. Uh, but yeah, this is just how extra innings are going to be played in Major League Baseball from here on out. Uh, so let's get your reaction to this, Colby. What do you think? I don't care as much as a There's lot of the people There's the line. He said do. the thing. He said yeah. the thing. <laughs> no, I just, I just feel like a lot of people have like this, like every time baseball tweaks anything, there's this whole group of people that are like you're ruining the game this is a travesty we saw it when you couldn't barrel over catchers anymore we saw it when they eliminated the third to first move like yeah how many of you guys missed that really um so yeah there's there's always a bit tendency in baseball to overreact to things um here's the deal with the with the extra inning rule i don't love it i don't hate it it's fine to me i think it's fair um to both teams uh you know, I, the whole idea that, oh, we're trying to, you know, keep the game going and we're trying to avoid burning bullpens for the next few days. I get that. But, you know, when it's in conjunction with really trying to limit how, how many times you can use a position player as a, as a pitcher, you know, it kind of to me is like, well, which is it? Are you trying to protect bullpens or are you mm-hmm. trying to, you know, have quicker games? Like what, what is the reason behind this? So, um, they really won't say they, they, they claim it's a little bit of, of everything, but it's really not. So to me, it's, it's not super necessary. I think you're protecting against the, the one in a one in a thousand type of scenario where the game goes, Oh, I don't know, 18 innings in a zero, zero tie boy. Sure. Wouldn't have won a guy on second to start one of those innings, but, um, it's just, to me, it's, I don't, it's, it's not something that I'm going to 
uh, protest over. Like it, it just, it is what it is. And, and honestly, once they put it in the first time, you all should have saw this coming. We knew it was going to stick right. around. So I'm, I'm really not sure. The only problem I really have with it though, is that um, I don't like that. It's different in the postseason. Like it should just be uniform across the board. Uh, and if anything, really the postseason is where you should let it, you know, kind of uh, let it be implemented because if you have a 16 inning game in the postseason, like it just completely changes the entire series, uh, the rest of the series, unless it's, you know, the last game of the series. So yeah, I, I don't have like strong feelings one way or another about it. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It just kind of is what it is. I think it's fair. Um, and I think it provides kind of a, a fun little, uh, twist and, and new decisions that, uh, each manager has to make. So you mentioned it. I forgot to mention this. Um, they did change the rules for position players pitching. So now it's uh, a position player may only pitch if the game is either in extra innings, in the ninth inning when uh, trailing by eight or more runs, or in the ninth inning when you're leading by 10 or more runs. So, yeah, so the whole arm preservation thing, it gets a little skewed there when they add that little tidbit on top of the uh, the rule change here. Um, right. My thing, really, I, I'm I'm mostly with you. I just, if I could make one tweak to this, I would I would not implement the automatic runner until we get to like the twelfth inning. Like if you go into the tenth and the eleventh, and we're still tied, no one scored, maybe even no one's gotten on base, whatever. Okay, fine. Because I don't think anyone wants to sit around and watch a 16, 17, 18, 19 inning game, right? We we did that this past October, and it so wasn't very fun. Literally, yeah, you in the stadium. literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 40,000 plus of, uh, you, which I'm sure some of you listening right now made up, uh, back in October, uh, yeah, had to sit there in person through that whole debacle. Um, and especially like, I don't want to do that on a random Tuesday night, especially when we, you know, podcast right. and cover the team, you know, and like, yeah. I got to, you know, I got to make content like, and also I live in the Eastern time zone. Like that's not fun to right. me. <laughs> I don't want to watch a 16, 17 inning game, but I'm fine with the 10th and the 11th being just normal, just being chalk essentially. And then getting into the, you know, the weird stuff later on, if it's just like, okay, we got to wrap this thing up. Let's go, let's go, right. let's go. Right. That's fine. Um, but yeah, that, that would be my only preference or my only, you know, tweak here really. But oh, overall, I think it's fine. You know, like you said, they're, they're on a level playing field at the end of the day, both teams get an opportunity with runner on second to score or tie or whatever. Right. And uh, and you go from there, you know, and that's uh, and I think it's, you know, made some moments late in games really fun. Right. I mean, instead of waiting around for like somebody just hit a solo home run, which is essentially what you do with the old school way, especially in today's game, because you mm -hmm. can't bunch hits together. Right. Yeah. Kind of the whole thing with with how you score uh, in the regular season is you either hit home runs or it's just kind of a slow accumulation of that you make the guy throw some pitches and then maybe you get a run here, a run there, and then, oh, somebody hits a three-run homer and, and, and you're off, right? Mm -hmm. That's how most scoring is done. Well, when you get into these extra inning games and you're facing the back end of, of the bullpen for six, seven innings, yeah, it's even harder to bunch together hits than if you're facing Marco Gonzalez or or Cole Irvin. You know, So it, it's just one of those things where essentially you're just hoping that somebody hits a home run and, and that's how the game will end and, and that can lead to extra long games. So I, like I said, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I don't love it. It's not my favorite thing in the world, but I just, yeah. I've accepted it. It, it is what it is. Um, 
and it's been a part of our game for the last three years now too so i'm i'm used to it right right i didn't like it at all when it first got implemented you didn't either i remember us talking about it on on our patreon show back then you know back in 2020 when they put it in and even in 2021 when they were reintroducing it or when it carried over rather so you know i i don't like it i get why people don't like it you know it's very much like little league baseball it's kind of fake baseball for a lot of people i get that but also you know at the end of the day what what do you want to do on a on a random wednesday night in the middle of june do you want to watch 20 innings of baseball you know until Mm -hmm. three in the morning or do you want to actually get to bed on time right do you want ties is that's kind of the other alternative do you want you want major league ties do you want Major League Baseball to go to like a point system like the NHL has, like you kind of have to pick your poison here because one way or another they were going to shorten these these or try to eliminate these you know fifteen plus inning games. Uh, right. So and as pitching I think this gets is, better and as harder it is to to hit right now in Major League uh, mm-hmm. Major League Baseball, like yeah, offense is you know at, at a low right now. Like we're we're seeing pitchers just get right. better and better and better, and so it's more it's more difficult to get that you know, winning run in the 13th inning or the 12th inning yeah. or, or what have you. So yeah. Um, for as hard mm-hmm. as it's already as for as hard as it already was to score an extra innings, it's even harder now. And so that just, yeah, that, that's going to lead right. to a lot of really, really long games if you're just doing the traditional rules. So, yeah, I would, I would just say that there are rules that major league baseball is implementing this year that I dislike a lot more than uh, the extra innings rule. So by the way, bigger bases it's a topic right now do you like it don't like it feel indifferent there are a lot of jokes i can make right now but i don't think right. that uh locked that's for the patreon them. show patreon.com yes, definitely we will be <laughs> yeah patreon.com slash control the zone check it out if you want to hear us make those yes. jokes we got plenty of material of for that yeah we got yeah. plenty of material for that uh show. no i i like the bigger bases i cannot lie uh family friendly joke there, <laughs> there you go, there you go. There you uh go. no but yeah. i do like the bigger bases i think it's about safety it's also about trying to get the game in motion a little bit so why not give a little more incentive to get guys to run a little bit more yeah. i think that's a good idea yeah if it gives more incentive to say julio rodriguez to steal a few more extra bags i'm cool with that mm-hmm. yeah. all right so let's talk about uh well you know talking about julio here at least a little bit who are some mariners that could benefit from guys like Julio going off and playing in the WBC uh, later this spring. Are there anyone or is there anyone on this Mariners roster that could, you know, make a claim for the 26 man roster because of those openings? We'll talk about that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything, like the Suns at Minus two and a half against the Kings or the Warriors at plus eight against the Clippers. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, 
we got quite a few higher profile Mariners set to play in the World Baseball Classic, including Julio Rodriguez and Teoscar Hernandez. So I want to start there because I want to talk about guys on this Mariners roster that might be on the bubble of the uh, 26 man roster trying to break through, uh, make the major league club on opening day um, uh, that could benefit from their absences. So guys like Julio and Teoscar being gone, I think benefits guys like Cade Marlowe, Taylor Trammell, even Jared Kelnick, because the thing with this is I don't think like they're necessarily going to get more reps or a significant uptick in reps that it's going to be noticeable, but they're going to get more important reps. You know, there's going to be a clear pathway for some of these guys to face better quality competition. Yeah, because Julio and, and Teoscar and those guys, they're not going to take those, they're not going to have those at-bats in the early innings of these games where they're facing, you know, Clayton Kershaw or whatever. So what do you think uh, out of all of these guys? Who do you think maybe benefits the most from some of these guys heading off to the WBC for a couple weeks? Absolutely nobody. Yep. The roster's already been decided. So. All right, yep. Not, so nobody. give it to us then. The one, roster one, one through twenty six, yeah, yeah. If it's already been right. decided, do you want to do you want to keep track on your fingers? Because I don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep track on my fingers. Keep me on. You have to keep me. Uh, make sure I don't repeat myself here. Okay. Uh, Cal Raleigh, Tom Murphy. Uh-huh. Yep. Ty France. Okay. Uh, Colton Wong. All right. JP Crawford. All right. A. Eugenio Suarez. Okay. Kelnick Pollock, Julio, Teoscar. Okay. That's ten. Uh, Okay, and then you have Gilbert, Kirby, Ray, Castillo, Marco, Flexen, Cast, uh, the other Castillo, Diego, um, Brash, Munoz, Seawald, twenty, Festa, okay. Murphy, mm-hmm. and I think that just leaves. Oh no, I got one more than than the bench. Oh no, I, I got two bench guys. Um, I'm running out of guys who I can't remember who I've already said. I've I can think of a few that you have. Uh, said. well, right now La Stella. Okay. Uh, if they're healthy, Moore and uh, and Haggerty. Okay. So is that 25? 25. Uh, okay. Um, and then did I name all the relievers? I feel like I'm missing one. I think I'm missing one reliever, but uh, I think you're missing that spot that's up for grabs between like Topa and Trevor Gott and those guys. Oh, yeah. Gott, Gott, yeah. Gott will make the team. So there you go. Yeah. There's 26. All right. Well, end of so, segment, guys. We'll see you next yeah. week. <laughs> the, the only way that really opens anything up for me, at least, is uh, obviously if, if Haggerty and Moore aren't uh, healthy. And, and if Moore, if they're both not healthy, then that one guy has to be an infielder. Uh, so that would probably leave Mason McCoy, but maybe McCoy is the guy who gets more opportunities, but it's not because of the WBC. It's because Moore and Haggerty can't play. Um, so maybe, maybe, uh, Mason McCoy is one of those guys. And then the other one is probably just taking your best bat, uh, forward. And so to me, that's probably Moran, Trammell or, or Marlowe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, really, it's more about the injured guys than the WBC guys, but in the spirit of the question, I mean, it would be hard not to say Marlowe. Well, it, it's, right? it's, it's, yeah, it's not really to, um, repl- or like take the spot from any of the guys that are off at the WBC. It's just those guys are going to be away. So they're, therefore, there's more opportunities right. for these guys to, you know, essentially stake their claim for the roster. Uh, but yeah, I, right. I, I think really what this conversation boils down to, what I was hoping it would boil down to is 
do you think Jerry Kelnick is locked in? Or yes. could Cade Marlowe with enough opportunity be able to push him or Taylor Jamel be able no. to push him? No. No, I think Marlowe needs to go back to AAA and prove that he's not going to strike out 30% of the time. Because if you're striking right. out 30, I think it was 38% of the time in AAA, which again, you know, it was a relatively small sample size. I think it was like 13 size. games or something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a small sample size, but get still, if you're 25, 26 years old like Marlowe and you're striking out 38% of the time in AAA, you have very little shot of hitting Major League Pitching with any regularity. Yeah, it was 13 uh, games, 38.3% K rate. Right, and even in double, I think it was like 27%, 28%. It was 25.7. Oh, okay, so li- Not terrible. it's still... It's bad. Still kind of high for yeah, a 25 year old. Yeah, it's, right? it's, not, it, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad for double A for a 25 year old, but it's it's not god awful. If he was doing that at the major league level, you could probably live with it, but mm-hmm. you'd like more power as part of the trade off. But whatever. Yeah. Um, but the, he'll get the an thing opportunity. With strikeout rates, by the way, guys. Sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt yeah. you here, but the, the thing with strikeout rates at the minor leagues is like you got to think about how that translates to the next right. level, right? And so so far. The double A strikeout rate has translated very poorly to triple A. So, right. how does that translate to Major League Baseball? Does he post a forty percent strikeout rate? Like, right? Ugh. Or does he does he cut down the swing a little bit to try and and you know uh, lower that number and then he loses some of the power, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Marlowe, if he's not going to hit you know fifteen to twenty home runs, he kind of has to play center field, and while he's okay out there, he's not a gold glover, right? You, you kind of mm-hmm. want to be able to play all three spots. But anyways, uh, I think, yeah, I think Kelnick is locked in. I think Pollock uh, and Kelnick is going to be the platoon now. If they don't go get another bat and, and maybe somebody gets hurt and, and all of a sudden the DH spot is more open, then maybe Marlowe gets a shot. But I think Tremel is ahead of Marlowe still. So, uh, But we'll see what those two guys look like. Um, I'm really interested to watch Marlowe. I think that's probably the guy I'm going to be watching the most offensively yeah. uh, because he just kind of popped and came out of nowhere last year. Not necessarily out of nowhere, but you know what I mean? Like he's a legit prospect now, Yeah. Um, which last year coming into the year, he really wasn't much of one. So, I mean, like he won, didn't he wins one of their awards in 2021? Yeah, but so he... did Jordan Cowan. So like, right. Eh, right. not exactly, you know, the, stepping stone to success at the major league yeah. level. Um, so, sorry to Jordan Cowan for catching strays here on, uh, I'm not on locked on today. I'm not. Um, it's, Valentine's Day. it's Valentine's day. Valentine's day. Who's it's the guy Valentine's who came day. up and got like the one at bat and then they replaced him in the fourth inning. Jack Larson. Outfit. Was that? Jack oh, Larson. okay. Okay. Yeah, Jack. Yeah. Lar- I think Larson won one too. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, Tramel is, is probably ahead of Marlo and, uh, there's a few bullpen arms who will get some shots, but I don't know how long Festa and and Brash are going to be gone. Like, are they gone right. three days? Like, okay, well, probably not much. Yeah, they're, but. They're, that group, that uh, that group is really weird, right? Because the U.S. is in it, right? The the Arizona, yeah, the one, yeah. So U.S., Mexico, Canada, Great Britain. Yeah, yeah, it's U.S., Mexico, Canada, Great Britain, like. I mean, the U.S. is probably going to advance, but who's that second? Mexico's got a pretty good roster, um, oh, yeah? but Canada does, does too. So, yeah, I feel like there might even be one more. I'm gonna look it up real. And fast. obviously, Harry Ford is going to carry Great Britain all the way to uh, a Harry World Ford's Baseball gonna hit Classic like 290, or yeah. he's gonna hit like uh, like. Let's see. If he plays three games, he'll get twelve at bats. He's gonna hit three seventy five with three dingers. And, and then, and then we're gonna get questions like, "Should you put him, bring yeah. him up now?" 
let me just let me just get ahead of those questions. No, <laughs> no, not don't even consider it. Is he going to be catching for them? Did he catch for them during the? Uh, yeah, I think he will be the qualifying yeah. round. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, also, uh, yeah, it's the United States, Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and Great Britain. Wow. So top two teams, I believe, advance from each pool. So, mm-hmm. and then after that, it's single elimination. Uh, right. World so yeah, I would style. figure in, in that yeah. pool, Team USA is is probably the favorite, and then Mexico and Canada are probably fighting for that second spot. Um, but Even the U.S. man, that rotation, oh, that rotation is gross. They, the they're going to have to slug. They're going to have to slug. There's no looks, question. About it. The lineup looks really nice, uh, but yeah. the uh, that that rotation also Nestor Cortez pulled out. Because he has a hammy thing, so the rotation right. just got worse. So that's right. not uh, super inspiring. Yeah, join us next week for our full breakdown of all the WBC rosters. Um, for the record, Italy, which is where Matt Festa is pitching, uh, yeah. who he'll be pitching for, uh, they are facing with the, with the worst hats in the whole tournament. Yes, just yeah, it's I mean, just a white sans serif eye, like yeah. Like it's, it's dumb. Like there's no creativity to it. Best hats, Netherlands. They're in this bracket. Uh, Chinese Taipei, uh, the Netherlands, Cuba, Italy, and then a mm-hmm. qualifier team that I'm not quite sure who that is yet. Mm. I'll look that up. And they are playing in Taiwan. So uh, Fest is going to be gone for at least a week, even if he only pitches in, in one game. So right. yeah, let me trouble. see if I can... It is. It is. Which is why I'm sure the uh, the Mariners were were not. They weren't in so love with the idea have, of him going. They have what? Fourteen guys that are going. They released the whole ten. Ten. Ten guys. Ten guys. Yes. Blake Townsend uh, is one of those guys. By the yeah, way, yeah, pitching I for Team Australia. N- yeah, for Australia. That's cool. Uh, by the way, the the last team in in Pool A is Panama. So that's that's pretty good bracket there. Oh, there Netherlands, there Panama, Cuba. Yeah, that's okay. That's fun. That's um. Fun. Yeah, not pitching or not participating this year. Uh, who we thought maybe they would. Uh, Andres Munoz is not pitching uh, yeah. for Team Mexico uh, because of his foot. Uh, Haggerty is not playing for Team Italy, obviously because of his recent injury disclosure. Uh, Castillo, Luis Castillo, uh, they've decided uh, that he shouldn't pitch in that tournament, so he's not going to. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for that. Did not want another Drew Smiley situation. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it was up to like 13, 14 possibilities, but it ended up coming down to just 10. Gotcha. Um, off the top of my head, it, it's Harry Ford, Matt Brash, Matt Festa, Teo, Julio, Diego, Townsend. Um, I think Caballero is playing for Panama. Oh, really? I, I think Jose so. Caviero, yeah, the prize of the Mike Leak trade. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's playing for Panama. Did I say Townsend for Australia yet? Yes. Uh, yes. Forward for Great Britain, like yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a couple others that I think we're we're missing, but yeah, yeah I feel like I should. <sighs> Anyways, nevertheless, yeah. that's going to do it for our show. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast for Colby Patnode. I'm Tidy Gonzalez. 
Uh, be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.